0: So, hi. Welcome to my day 27 of Camino on the Treadmill. Redoing my Camino on my treadmill in Galway. I did it a year before BK Lee, whose video I'm following. Both of us did it in September. It's either I was 2018 and he was 2019. 2018. Or else I was 2017 and he was 2018. And you're thinking... Uh, I, I should care about this <laughs> it's like Jerry Seinfeld talks about flying in the airplane he's you know the pilot comes on the over the intercom and he's saying this guy's really over eager about his job he's gonna, he's telling us yeah we're going to be taking you uh, up to 10,000 feet or whatever then we're going to be flying north and coming around this way and blah 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 Jerry says, I'm just sitting there thinking, well, as long as it gets, gets me to where it says on the ticket, you know, that's pretty much all I'm here for. So, uh, yeah, I've resorted to stealing other people's jokes and butchering them, my new strategy. So I do have a plan B for when I fail, speaking of plagiarism. Plan B is I'll talk about who was on the Tommy Tiernan show on RTE, on Irish television, during the week. Of course, I haven't been watching them lately, but I could talk about anyone I've seen over the uh, course of the thing. Maybe I'll just turn this into a a fan-based show. Of course, you know, I referenced Game of Thrones in one of my episode titles, even though I really do not like that show at all and haven't seen much of it. Hey, I watched like I think I watched two holes, two and a half seasons, so or one and a half or something. I don't know. So I did give it a shot. I actually tried to like it because people kept ordering me to watch it and like it. Certain people, and uh, I think it's. Oh, I would not like to have, certainly, young kids. young adult kids even watching that but maybe I'm a prude anyway let's try and get on a positive note so so yeah I could have done a Game of Thrones I could do an anti-Game of Thrones um, uh, podcast maybe that would work Uh, it was like a cartoon oh god I'm stealing everyone's jokes now at least I'm crediting them cartoon by Gary Larson the far side it was the um, annual People Who Didn't Like Dances with Wolves uh, convention. There was just four or five people standing around in an empty hall. One of them was saying, yeah, I really didn't like the depiction of the wolves. So, uh, yeah. I think if you're going to go Game of Thrones, just go pro Game of Thrones. Mind you, it would be a nice little niche market people who don't like it. I suspect there's a lot of them, but I suspect I wouldn't want to listen to an anti-Game of Thrones podcast. I'm just, obviously, nothing to do with it would be more my approach. So here we are, BK's walking this long, I'm calling it a Roman road because it's relatively straight, but hold on a second, just as I say that, just as I say that, there's a curve coming up see I don't know where the Roman roads completely straight as I say there's one coming up that I'm pretty definite was a Roman road I think I was told it was and there's at least 17 kilometers of just straight and flat and it's horrible it's true though you know if you walk and thinking like in Galway where I live now there's not a lot of places where you can walk and it's just straight you know you can see into the horizon I mean within the sort of city well the town I call it big town small city take your pick Um, there's this bridge the quincentennial bridge a couple of kilometres long it's the only its walking sort of in or around the city it's the longest bit I can think where everything's just straight in front of you It's the equivalent, micro-equivalent, of being on a motorway. Which reminds me of a story I have about hitching on a huge motorway in Moscow years ago. Gang of us, five in the morning, or something. A massive motorway, not a single car. I've told the story before. You see, I'm just in recycle mode now. So it turns out that I thought there'd be about 162 hours of this, and I've committed to it, so it's going to happen. How long I take to do it is up to me, but I'm going to finish it. And uh, I thought I was at least 162 hours of interesting material, interesting, deep, slash, humorous. Turns out I'm about 25 episodes of moderately interesting, mainly boring. Slightly humorous, if that's your kind of thing, sort of vibe. Um, That's me. And then I'm into recycle mode. So, there you go. I'm really going off on tangents today. That's my trademark. Nothing Roman about this road at this stage. Much more Irish vibe to it. They must have been drinking. The Romans must have been on the putching when they built this road. So, we're coming to... a a fork, and we're going right. Repeat, we're going right. And there's a yellow arrow to confirm we're going the right way. (coughs) Always reassuring. So, uh, the turning right thing just reminded me of something else. This course I did, Hoffman Process, they talked about visualizing your life when you come to ...certain decision points. You can take the left road, which is kind of back old patterns... ...and the right road is sort of new patterns. So, today is new pattern day. I'm all for that. Let's get some water here. I'm trying to retrace my tangents. Okay, so we could do Tommy Tiernan tribute show. We're definitely not going near a Game of Thrones. Uh... What else was I talking about today? Got my sad lamp on? Oh, that's the thought I had last night. Really bad marketing. Whoever thought of calling it the sad lamp, when really it's a happy lamp. They're calling it... Okay, I know sad stands for seasonal affective disorder. I don't think I even specifically have that. But... If you grow up in Northern Europe, yeah, we don't get as much sun as our friends on the continent. Or is the continent? Can that be part of Northern Europe? I don't even know what the continent is. I mean, I know nothing. I think I, yeah, I think that's a, that statement I made is totally bogus. Anyway, if you grow up in Northern Europe, less sun then southern Europe, let's leave it at that, less sun than lots of places, and um, definitely for me, not being a morning person, coming down here, getting that sun lamp on, is nice, and uh, but, sorry, not sun lamp, SAD lamp, so SAD stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder, but it's still describing it by the condition that it's meant to be curing rather than where it gets you. So, sorry guys, happy lamp. I mean, even when I'm c- here calling it a sad lamp, I'm like, come on. So anymore, I'm calling it the happy lamp. Okay? Happy clappy. And I'm still searching for the happy clappy atheists. This is... Um, I good name for a podcast, Happy Clappy Atheists. I'm not an atheist, so if there ever was a podcast, I guess I could be the dissenting voice. You know the way they do that on, like, Sky News and things? Probably Fox News as well. They'd have two atheists, and then to seem fair and balanced, they'd get a kind of not-too-clever Uh Theist? Am I a theist? God, afraid to take the plunge. Agnostic. That's. Nah, I'm with um. What's his name on that? Anthony Hopkins. This should be an Anthony Hopkins tribute, actually. So yeah, you know, agnostic is sort of neither one thing nor the other. Okay, theist. No one uses that word though. <laughs> As I said yesterday on the Camino, I described myself as a practising Catholic when someone asked me, which meant I had been going to church before the Camino for a while, continued going during, have continued after mainly, except for during lockdown. But to call myself a practising Catholic, somebody told me I wasn't. I'm at a hardcore sort of Catholic right-wing type on Tinder she told me I'm not one so because you know I don't buy into everything all the doctrine so that's the thing I'm afraid if I call myself that people think I don't want people thinking I'm a holy Joe but then I'm at a stage in my life where I care less and less what people think so I mean wherever I want to go career-wise or you know I'd like to be a writer I mean, I am doing that now. That's what I would like my career to become. Doing a podcast and announcing yourself as a practicing Catholic is really... Certainly in the world of kind of media and literature and cool kind of, you know, influencer types, it's not really the way to go. So I've never been the best at... I've been good at shooting myself in the foot, possibly. So... Hey, back to Tommy Turnan. He's always asking people, to "Do they pray and things like that?" He asked Mike Scott the other day. Um, Mike Scott from the Waterboys. He was talking about Edinburgh and Glasgow, and Tommy was and talking about, you know, I guess it's one more Protestant than the, than the other, and he was just saying Protestants are more kind of rational, and something and the Catholics are more colourful and. Mike Scott just kind of shut it down and said, no, I have no truck with either of those. It was interesting to see the reaction. It was quite firm, and no, I'm shutting that down completely. Of course, Tommy was talking more in a sociological way. It's amazing how some people just want to shut that down straight off the bat, even in a broader context. I mean, people who countries that are culturally Catholic and culturally Protestant, there is a, a huge difference and it's interesting to observe. That said, Mike Scott was really interesting. Talked about a, he stayed in that sort of commune type place in Scotland. I'm pretty sure what's it called again? Finn something? I'm pretty sure I met people from there on my tantra courses I did. God, you meet some great people on the tantra courses. I think there was one woman who was a practicing witch no no a priest high priestess or something lovely woman if any of my hardcore right wing catholic friends are listening in they're, they're shocked that I would be fraternizing with such types I apologize I apologize I am gravely sorry for my sins I'm trying to cover all the bases here It's really hard to do. It's hard to keep in with the high priestesses and the right-wing Catholics. It's doing my best. I was always a kind of diplomat slash people pleaser. Not so much anymore, not so much a people pleaser. But yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever be the kind of shutting things down kind of, I have no truck with that type either. That's actually, that was quite Presbyterian sounding to me, Mike Scott. I have no truck with that kind of talk. (laughs) Oh God, I'm so full of nonsense. I did mention here the Scottish guy I met when I was staying in Worth Abbey Monastery. I thought I could convert him. I mean convert him to kind of, I was just off the Hoffman process, convert him to kind of more open, sl- slightly new-agey, slash neo-Christian maybe sort of vibe. And he was like, uh, turned out he was... I thought he was a lost boy from the city. He worked in the city in London. But uh, no, he was quite clear. He wasn't lost. He was on his firm path. Of the church was built in seven days. He was. By the end, he was preaching to the monks. It was hilarious. I was talking to the monks, and one of them said, oh, well, of course, the Old Testament is quite... It's an allegorical, really. I said, this guy doesn't agree with that. (laughs) He puts in, well, you know, the church was built. The church's teaching is that the world was built in seven days. Uh, I'm auditioning here for my uh, foreign accent showreel. This is my Scottish accent. Um, Other accents are available. Um... Contact my agent. So, um, where was I? Oh, you know something? Without the tangents, I'd be screwed. See, yesterday now, I did two episodes yesterday, 25 and 26. It wasn't in full form. Oh, I gotta hold my phone. Keep forgetting this. I'm trying to clock up my heart points. My so-called smartwatch, which I have on, doesn't always count them right. Oh no, I've uh, ruined it all. I have no pocket here on this. I'm wearing these running shorts. I just have to stick it sort of into the um, waistline of the, the shorts. Too much information. TMI. Oh, I feel so relaxed now. I um, had a good sleep last night. I had a period there where I was taking sleeping pills to sleep. Not, like, massive doses. I mean, like, half tablets and quarter tablets. I'm really kind of... Well, A, I'm sensitive. B, I'm uh, wary of these things, really. But just psychologically, I didn't seem to build up a tolerance, which is good. I didn't seem to need more and more. Oh, god, that's good. But it, it can get, obviously, there's a, there can be a physical dependency, But even with the small amounts. But there's also the psychological thing. Because I've been on and off them over the last couple of years, mainly because I'm on other medication that gives me insomnia. But really what I need to do is limit coffee intake. Or, I mean, I feel a lot better when I eliminate coffee from my life, but uh, it's one of the wonders of the world, isn't it? As I've said before here, I think Bach wrote a fugue to coffee. Imagine that. A fugue, a piece of music to coffee. Bach also said that his music came to him pre-composed by God. That's pretty handy. Is, it, is that cheating? I think it might be. Um, that's the equivalent of doping, isn't it? Like for athletes. I'm wondering, thinking about doping. Okay, today is just pure tangent day, okay? No notes, pure tangent. Uh, well, unless I get stuck. Sorry, I have my eyes closed and I open them and we're now walking through Cornfield. Someone has just overtaken BK. A young woman who is hell-bent on reaching the end. She's moving fairly swiftly there with her walking sticks. Buen Camino. So we're going through a cornfield. I think that's what it is. Or, no, maybe it's just dried-out grass, but it's all flat with a kind of path in the middle of it. This is where the Romans, I guess, finally just succumbed to the putching. It's not really even a road, it's just a trail beaten down by walking. My cats have one of those in my back garden. Just from, they walk the same path up through the grass and they've just, you can just see the outline of where they have walked and now they continue to walk on that. They're definitely not Romans. It's slightly straight, but a bit of a curve in it. Um, More water. Yeah. I think the Romans must have, when they got their hands on putching, I suspect Caligula and the lads were mad into their putching. Oh, we're overtaking the woman because she stopped to take a picture. Good man, BK. Come on now. Come on. You can do it. So, um, where was I? Cats, Romans, oh, Caligula, in. I mean, the Romans never occupied Ireland or Hibernia, as they called it, am I right? Then the UK, we had, what was that wall they built? Oh, God, I'm just, here's me trying to talk history. The wall, Mozart wrote a, yeah, something about it, didn't he? I was going to say opera not an opera. Uh, Fingal's cave, oh that's not a wall. <laughs> God I'm bad. Mozart did write Fingal's cave though. Fingal's cave, was it a sonata or concerto? I haven't the foggiest. Or was it a movement in the symphony? I don't think so. I don't think movements generally get a name like that, do they? They're usually. Oh, Buen Camino. Camino. Yeah. Camino! I think that's an American accent or Canadian or something. Uh, where was I? Uh, Mozart. It's usually just first movement, Allegro, El Dante, something, something. I don't know. See, I know a little bit, a tiny bit about lots of things. But generally, I have no subs. Buen Camino? I have no substantial information about everything. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh Korean, is it? Are we talking Korean? (laughs) BK is overtaking everyone. (inaudible) 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 He's just saying, hey, what a lovely day. How are you today? She said, I'm doing well. Thank you, BK. Now. Now he's singing, is he? Or talking, I don't know. We're overtaking someone else. Come on, you can do it. Put up the speed here to give him help. 4.4. 4. We're at 4.4 kilometres. And we've overtaken. God, yeah. So for a moment, I just imagined the path as a runway. You know that bit when a plane speeds up? I always find that a little scary just before takeoff. It just goes so fast. Wow, that's, yeah. I remember someone telling me a story about someone they knew, taking magic mushrooms and going on a plane. Oh my God, no thank you. I have no truck with that, sir, absolutely not. The world was built in seven days and I'm not taking magic mushrooms and going on a plane. That's just another uh, Scottish accent sample for my for any talent scouts who are listening. As I said, other accents are available, including just generic foreign accent. Or I can do baddy accent in a film, which is normally generic Arab accent, I think, isn't it? God, I remember, uh, wrestling. WWE... Was that what they called it? World Wrestling? WWF? I don't know. A friend of mine used to be into it. Watched a bit of it. In the 90s, I guess. It was so silly. They had, um... But they had, like... Well, Hulk Hogan. Would that be 90s, I guess? Was He, he was 80s as well, because he was in a Rocky film. But... Uh, no, there was Hulk Hogan fighting these Arab guys. Would this be around the time of the Iraq War? Maybe they had an Iraqi flag. They had some Arab type flag on the head. But they're beating the hell out of Hulk Hogan. And they always say, the commentators, oh, he's hitting him with the steel chair. And it's like clearly a plastic chair. And they're throwing him on there's something about on the concrete outside the ring. Eh. I found it quite entertaining. I could see the appeal of going along to it, though. And the interviews, they're all just, you know, really evil or really good. But the Iraqis... (laughs) I think the Arabs, shall we say, were beating the crap out of Hulk Hogan. And then... uh, (laughs) And he's almost defeated. And then they start wrapping their flag around him. Uh, I mean, it's really... Politically, sorry, I'm scratching my leg there, you'd be glad to know. Politically, it's, um, what's the word? Suspect. Well dodgy. Well dodged. But, um, so they're wrapping their flag around the nearly defeated Hulk, and the commentator goes, no American. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Take two. Talent scout, are you listening? Okay. Okay. <coughs> no American or no Hulkamaniac is going to stand for this they're wrapping the flag around him and of course that's the final straw suddenly the Hulk finds his strength throws them off and defeats them in a matter of seconds with I don't know one of those you know that one where you jump up in the air and you land down on top of them speaking of which ah, oh, the wrestler I love that movie I nearly swore there to express how much I loved it. Oh, the rest there. As some people were saying to me, yeah, I was a little bit by the numbers or something. I'm like, I mean, not really. It certainly had good sort of, It actually had good mythological structure, which I talked about before. First time I saw it, I kind of realised the bit with the amazing Marissa Tomei I mean Mickey Rooney Marissa Tomei who played the daughter I'm not sure oh my god I just have to take a moment to see certain films strike me down with silence and just thinking about the wrestler now Hey, today's t- t- tangents are working out well today. Wanna try and stick with the wrestler and maybe talk a little bit about low. So maybe that's the end of the tangents for today. We'll see. Probably not knowing me. So the wrestler. <sighs> Yesterday I thought I was just completely gonna run out of things to say. And today I'm like, no, my capacity for talking ad nauseum. uh, seems to still be there. Um, Not necessarily making too much sense, but The Wrestler, what can I say about it? It's such a beautiful film. But I remember the scene with Marissa Tomei. I know I've talked about it here before, but hey, just, you know, if you're whining about that, as I quote, I came up, I gave you yesterday a real Irish quote. If you keep whining about something, add put music to it. No, add to put it to music. <laughs> I love that one. Isn't that great? Add a put it to music. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. So the wrestler and glow. I keep nearly saying glee which is quite different to Glow, I think. A lot of guys tell me they won't watch Glow. They think it's for women. I'm like, come on, really? It's such narrow thinking, I mean. It's definitely got Ruth is the main character played by Alison Bree. I saw her an old interview of her with Craig Ferguson. God, she looks completely different. Than Ruth, um, but the wrestler has the so he's there. Mickey Rourke in the he goes for dances, private dances with <coughs> Marissa Tomei, who's a um, lap dancer, <coughs> and it's all it's really respectful, and there's a love between them. And then they go out. He ha- she helps him buy something for his daughter. Oh, it's so beautiful. But she quotes. The Passion of the Christ to him, which is a pretty hardcore passion film by the controversial Mel Gibson. I mean, I did see it. Some um, amazing kind of cinematography in it. And it's, it's really hardcore though. I don't know if that's the message. I don't know if just showing the whole passion story in a really hardcore way. It's certainly interesting though, compared to the romanticized versions. Well, I don't know if that fully carries the message of Christ, but then that's all subjective, I guess. Yeah. I just turned to the right there and there's a painting to my right. It's, uh, there's two of them that came with the house. They're Matisse, not Magritte, right? Matisse. Kind of modern things. They're navy with background. With these, uh, one has a black human type figure, and the other has a white on uh, black human figure with kind of heart, red heart symbol. And then yellow, and sparky things on the outside. But no, I just turned and I saw. My reflection in the glass of the <laughs> of the thing and I I grew a beard during lockdown I never had one before sometimes I forget I've won I just turned and it like and my hair has grown long sometimes I look like a unabomber but I don't look too bad today but I just looked at myself I'm like Look at this guy, I think, look at this guy talking. Crap. Nah, it's not, it's if it, it's good crap. Fun crap, educational crap. It's, crap isn't considered explicit. I hope God knows what is these days. But, so Mickey Rourke with, I wish his name wasn't Rourke, because I struggled with the R's. Especially late last few years, that's got worse. What is that? Okay, we're coming to uh, a fork or a sort of T-junction. Now, where is the sun? Can't tell at the moment. Oh, the sun is to the left. Yeah, left is definitely the way to go. Right would have been so wrong. So wrong. Because the shadows are cast from the left. So that's good. The sun is somewhere to our left. Um, so he's there doing mind of the sun he's getting the sun should be coming more to the front but anyway as long as it's not to the right let's have some more water he's doing a lap dance session and she quotes something from verbatim from The Passion of the Christ which I guess is verbatim from the Bible or one version of it one translation and uh He did the whole film in Aramaic. Not the wrestler. (laughs) Hey, the wrestler in Aramaic, right? With... um, I mean, I guess... I doubt there's a translation. That's a dead language, but, you know. The wrestler, I think... I should get a fund together to translate the wrestler into Aramaic. I wonder, is there any state money available in Ireland now? Soft money, they call it, to do that. That's a clip in one, sort of, one of the more modern Godard films. Two kids show up at some guy's door asking to... They're raising money to translate. What's that Gallic character? Well, oh, Beatrix into some... I, can we just scrap that thought there? That's a note to uh, my producer. Can we just... Uh, erase that, replace it with something clever. Okay, thank you. So, what was I saying? I hear some song there, that's nice. Anyway, yeah, translate the wrestler into Aramaic. Or maybe I'll reshoot it in Aramaic. So, no, the Passion of the Christ was in Aramaic. And maybe some other languages. I don't know, old, dead languages. Really interesting approach. Like, he did not try to commercialize it. And it was successful. I mean, I guess there's always going to be a large market for that type of thing. Um, Then he did Apocalypto. That was really violent, but much better than Game of Thrones, which is gratuitous violence. Like, there was a sense to it in this, I thought, in Apocalypse. And it just ends with the... You see the ships coming in. The Are they Portuguese or Spanish? What, the conquistadors, whatever, the... Invaders. Invaders. Invaders of the heart. What's that? Oh. That's... Wasn't that? Ja Wobble and the Invaders of the Heart. And didn't he do something with Sinead O'Connor? I believe he did. And did he play with Public Image Limited at one stage? Perhaps. God, you're getting so many facts today, guys. So she's quoting, anyway, Marissa to me. The Passion of the Christ. Let's get my fan up higher. And, uh... He goes, uh... He goes, hey, what's that? And she goes, oh, it's the passion of the Christ. Man, they threw everything at this guy. You should see it, because she's kind of comparing it to wrestling. You know, they threw chains and stones and everything. He's just sitting there, Mickey work. tough dude. Oh, man. That is so beautiful. Like, it's just pure poetry. I'm not talking about this from a believer or any point of view, but culturally the world that Mickey Rourke inhabited and Marissa Tomei, was... I saw a bit of that world in Georgia. That They would be called, or he certainly would be called, uh, by certain people, trailer trash or white trash. And that was almost... Almost... Is that still sort of tolerated? You know, that you know demeaning term but um but the world that's the sort of world he's in what people might call white trash trailer trash i'm I'm using the term not ironically but just saying just loosely not sort of agreeing with it you know poor disenfranchised white people and uh, by the way, I'm not not—I'm not a White Lives Matter guy, don't worry, I'm not going down that road. Uh, or I'm not an All Lives Matter, well, of course I'm an All Lives Matter person, but that, come on. I don't want to get political, but that slogan is deliberately misleading, I think. Uh, Buen Camino, someone going the wrong way. It's misleading because... People saying black lives matter is not saying that white, that all lives don't matter. And anyone with common sense knows that. When Camino, I'm really going to stir Okay, I'm going to do a right turn now. I'm not getting into politics. So, more water. So anyway, she's quoting that. He goes, tough dude. But yeah, that world. What I love about that film, so Aronofsky is um, Darren Aronofsky, the director, is Jewish. And I'm not um, sure about whether he's practising or not, but his first film, Pi, has all this stuff about Jewish numerology in it. Oh, it's really, wow. Mad film. I remember seeing that and going, um, hold oh, no, on, we're passing some people there. Let's just say, Buen Camino, Buen Camino, Buen Camino. OK, um... Where were we? I'm on a roll today. This is Tanton City. Um, pie. remember seeing that. God, was that the 90s? 97. Because I had a film in Cork at the time. And a <clears throat> little name drop there. little, little humble brag. Oh, I had a film in Cork. wasn't as good as Pie, but it was pretty good. That's a humble brag, isn't it? Um, that had all it was just steeped in Jewish mysticism but then the wrestler takes the world that Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei would be from which would be a white Christian world largely you know that would be the kind of whether they're practicing or not that would be the mythology shall we say of that cohort of people and I didn't fully recognize it the first time I saw it. I know there's people who listen and go, oh, that's nothing. You're just seeing these things. No, no, no. People who know about... It. Oh, I'm getting cocky now. Ooh, cocky alert. Uh, uh, uh. Cocky alert. Cocky alert. Reverse. Reverse. No, it's too late. It's too late. I'm showing my true colors here. <laughs> I found myself there gripping one of the handrails on the... Um, A treadmill as if it was a... twisting it like it was a motorbike. Throttle. run (laughs) run (laughs) run. Ooh, I'm getting going now. Hey, let's go up in speed. Maybe that'll knock some cockiness out of me. Maybe it'll make me worse. Let's find out. So. Ah, the wrestler. (laughs) Yeah, I've suddenly totally lost my train of thought. 4.8 kilometers an hour, sun in front of us, that's good. But, BK is now walking off the path, and now there's an edit, and he's looking around somewhere else. We must have got lost. Um, (laughs) Talking Korean. He's saying, where the hell are we going? Do you know? She's saying, no, I thought you knew. Or someone is saying that. And now, we're walking in the shade. The sun is to our left. BK is laughing. I don't this no laughing matter. He's saying, ha ha, <laughs> we're walking the wrong way and I don't care anymore. Ha ha ha. That's a bit irresponsible. There is something, well, I care. This is not good enough, BK. Anyway, so he used, um, so yeah, I was only... When I saw that scene and she quoted that, I was like, there's a kind of... Uh, He's saying, um... He's saying, I'm tired. Uh, Okay. Stop talking, BK. I'm telling the story here. I'm walking here. Okay, so... He's, um... What am I on about? (sighs) I am talking about the wrestler. And, uh... But yeah, I love the way he used that whole world. And if you look at it, again, if you're one of these people that thinks, no, nothing means anything, there's no patterns. People just make films with stories that mean nothing. When can we know? Then, I was going to say tune out, don't. Stay and hate listen me, okay? I've said before, I'm all for the hate listens. Keep them coming. Because I actually think hate listens, you know, my hate listeners account for at least... Latest polls suggest 37% of my listeners. So hoping to get that higher. Keep them coming. So anyway, Uh, when I looked at it again, went to the film the second time, and have I seen it three times? I think I've only seen it twice. Got to watch it again. I mean, it's so clear, like, she is. Oh, yeah, it was at the end I realized. Chris. I've read The Last Temptation of Christ. So there, another, make that into a humble brag. Let's see, um, well, I don't read much, but I read Ulysses and the Last Temptation of Christ. Humble brag. Um, so, uh, I, you know, as well as grown up Catholic, but actually the Last Temptation of Christ really explores that whole relationship between Emma and Mary Magdalene and the temptation of the flesh that he had to overcome to sort of um, become more spirit, I guess, and to achieve his mission on Earth. I mean, people can kind of turn all that, and they have, into kind of misogynistic stuff, but, of course, that book is not like that at all. I can see why hardliners hated it. I'm sure my friend, who says that world was built in seven days won't uh, probably doesn't like that book or film the burnt down cinemas over film for christ's sake um for god's sake sorry anyway um let's go down to 4.6 um more water i'm really uh, holding you on the hook here you're, you're saying get to the bloody point I'm doing a CNN thing. Oh, well, we're going to have something exciting after one of the ad breaks, but it mightn't be after this ad break. Just have to wait and see, won't you? Coming up. Coming up, James finally gets to the point. Breaking news. Buen Camino. We're going over a bridge here. So, we're on a really narrow path. And, uh... I realize she is... Marissa Tomei, and her name in it is Maria, isn't it? Something, it's a Marian type name, I think. I hope I'm right in that. Anyway, she's Mary Magdalene. And she wants him to go down the path of, you know, settling down with her. Not some sort of evil, sinful path, a really good path you know, and um, family, you know. And my phone just fell off. Pardon my language, I'm gonna have to beep that out. Where did that come? Okay, one sec. Oh boy. Okay. Dramatic day today, that's for sure. Good job I have it in a protective cover. And uh, see, I have nowhere to put it. I'll have to use that armband. See, when I use the armband on my arm, it doesn't count the miles or the steps, right? Now, when I use it on my leg, it does. But then I want to have it ready to check my notes. God, life is complicated. Well, recording Camino on a treadmill is complicated. So, just so you know. Could this become a thing? Maybe uh, this will become a whole genre of podcast—either camino on a treadmill or just podcast on the treadmill. Well, let's start it started here first. I'm the original, and some say the best. Some people are saying I'm the best. Many people are saying, "Um, where was I?" The uh, so she is. Wants to lead him down that path, but he has another journey to take and the last shot of him standing up uh, And his health isn't bad, but he has to fight. This is his world, you know And he stands up and his arms are outstretched and uh, In a kind of cruciform um, Shape and he just jumps and it cuts to black and You don't know if he dies in that moment but he's really surrendering into the path he has to take. And does she come too late? No, she's there trying to stop him. Oh, my God, it's such a beautiful film. And the relationship with his daughter. And he's meant to meet her the next day. He meets a woman at a bar. They party together, coke and um, alcohol, sex, whatever. And. He's late for his daughter and uh, but there's a scene where he meets her and it's just these tears come out of his eyes and if I remember right you see them come out in real time? Like they looked like real tears. I'm not maybe not, but oh god. That is just such a beautiful film. Um, here comes a car, when Camino. It just, honestly, that has blown me away today. Just thinking about The Wrestler. Whew. I have to watch that again. You see, rather than just watch all these, quote, bingeworthy unquote, shows that, quote, drop, unquote, on, quote, Netflix, unquote, uh, regu- quote, regularly, unquote. Okay, let's, let's uh, ditch the quote, unquote, uh, shtick. But I'd rather revisit, you know, beautiful films like that. Beautiful. Oh my God. And the cinematography, it was, um, I think it was a. Female cinematographer. Um, I'm not great on cinematographer names, and it was kind of done documentary style. And I think some of it was was some shallow field of focus. No, I'm thinking of um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Really like that too. But The Wrestler is more my kind of film, and The Wrestler is a classic structure. And the fact it taps into those kind of Biblical motifs. I mean, in this case, New Testament. Speaking of Old Testament, I talked about it before, like David and Goliath. Now there's a story that just keeps on being told, right? (laughs) And the only one coming to mind, of course, Rocky IV. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Rocky IV, tacky, but tacky, anti-communist propaganda. But I love it. Boxing movies. And again, the wrestler is like that. It's, yeah, I talked before about boxing movies. It's so clear what has to be achieved. It's all about the fight and winning the fight. But then there's the emotional stuff behind that. It's so great. The wrestler. Then there was the fighter. Which I must prefer the wrestler. I did like the fighter. Somebody... I don't know. Was it my friend Johnny, with whom I watched the fighter, who said? Oh, I've a story about that. So I've said enough about the wrestler. All you really need to know is it's a beautiful film. And if you disagree with me, uh, then you're a hate listener, and that's okay. Keep keep the hate listens coming. And if you agree with me, you're a love listener. And uh, we uh, welcome those as well, of course. Any kind of listener, hate listener. Love listener, accidental listener. uh, Comatose listener. Oh, what's happening here? Um, uh, What do you call someone who doesn't want to do something? Uh, Listener who doesn't want to listen. God. Command of the English language is fast departing me. Um, Yeah, anyway, The Wrestler, beautiful film, end of story. If you don't buy into the whole... Mythical structure. Lots of people disagree with me and stuff like that. Like you watch the Terminator. It's about there's a subtext uh, anti-abortion subtext. In it. I'm not saying that's right, wrong, good, bad, indifferent. Uh, it's not talked about a bit. But I wrote an article about it. Oh, humble brag. Oh yeah, humble brag. I wrote an article about it, which was uh, which was okay, I guess. <clears throat> I wrote the only article ever written about that, which was, you know, and it was pretty good, I suppose. I don't mean to boast, but I am really intelligent, you know. And, uh, that's more brag, brag than humble brag. Anyway, BK keeps stopping. He's lost. He's lost his way in the wilderness. So, where is the sun? Here comes, here comes the sun. No, I'm not going to try and sing. (sighs) Singing is bad. Singing off-key is even worse. No, good singing is good. I meant, uh, just forget it, forget it. No, you at the back of the class, out. Stop laughing at me. Out. You too. Out. Go to the headmaster. Report to the headmaster. Oh, my story about the fighter. So, I went to the fighter with my friend Johnny. I'm not doing surnames here. And, hey, by the way, this is apocryphal. This story may or may not have happened. Um, But I allegedly went to... I allegedly went with my friend Johnny to another film at a certain alleged cinema. And what was the other film? I can't remember. And then... Allegedly, no, let's talk about James and Johnny. These two um, are going to change the names. Uh, Oh, we call James Johnny and Johnny James. That will fool them. So Johnny and James went to this film, right? Some film. Doesn't matter what film. Then afterwards, they uh, said Johnny had the idea see, you don't know who I'm talking to, you're confused now, aren't you? To, hey, let's go to another film. And James says, oh, but that's wrong. Let's sneak in without paying. James is like, we can't do that. That's totally wrong. James is really moral, you know? So, and apparently Johnny had done this before. He's, no, no, I've done this before. It's fine. It's okay. It's a victimless crime. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of Travis Bickle taking... Um, Sybil Shepherd on a first date or on a date anyway to a porn cinema. He's no no it's okay. Lots of couples do this. <laughs> god love him. Oh my god. Anyway, back focus, James, focus. Um, so Johnny and James. Johnny is no no no. This is cool. We're sneaking. So but then. Normally, they don't have a security guard on the door, but they had for this. Of course, I kind of figured out later. They do that (laughs) because if a film is full... See, it's not worth the while policing for people sneaking in to two or three films. Apparently, this Johnny guy has sometimes seen three in a row and only paid for one, allegedly. So, get some more water. Um was I? Johnny was saying, let's sneak in. So there's a security guard on the door. So what they do is, if a film is full, they might put a guard on the door. But if it's not, it's not worth the while paying to put a guard on every door. So they they choose carefully. So anyway, secure, we should have realised, yeah, this is a sign. So, but the security guard had called away or something. And there's still... Um, a small line of people going through the door, filing slowly through the door. The security guard is called away to something else. So we line up with no tickets. <sighs> oh my god, my heart is going crazy here. And, well, Johnny was OK, because he's done this a lot. But James was like, oh, I don't know, Ooh, ooh. And And uh, Johnny, no, no, stay cool, stay cool. The security guard starts coming back towards Johnny and James. And they're in the line, which is filing slowly through the door because there was a backlog of people. And he's coming closer. And they're going in. And he's coming closer. And they're getting closer to the door. And he's nearly upon them. He's going to ask for their tickets. But then they get through the door at the last minute. So they end up taking seats close to the front, which they don't like. It's not that I don't like it Oh. I mean, this wasn't me. This didn't happen to me on this occasion. But, you know sitting at the front of the cinema, craning your neck up. Do not like these. I do not like this Dr. Fell, great Irish play. They were talking about the writer, Bernard Farrell, on the radio yesterday. Actually, I missed the end of that. I must go back. And uh, anyway, so Johnny and James, nearly said we, of course, it's not me. Johnny and James are sitting at the front of the cinema, and, and it turns out it was there were two people left <laughs> who didn't uh, couldn't get their seats and the security guards gone around with them looking for seats and <laughs> we're just sitting here they they're, they're apparently are just sitting there um, and James is like oh we should go, we should go and Johnny's like no, 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 no it's cool, just stay cool, stay cool Johnny's getting a little nervous though, this is the first time you know, in his lifelong crime spree of sneaking into films so that he could get caught, get a criminal record. So far, he's been under the radar. And uh, oh, a note just popped up on my phone. It's my niece's birthday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna better send her something. So um, more water. We'll be right back after these. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, we're back after cheesy American ads. And if you don't get the references, you think I'm just nuts. Am I even allowed to use that word? You just think I'm not well in the head. Not the full shilling. Not the full six-pack. Uh, one fry short of a happy meal what's that one one french fry short of a happy meal or something anyway we're there and uh we're or no they're there johnny and james so the security guard checks everywhere Uh, anyway i guess they refunded the people or whatever but i heard a story since apparently two young women someone told me the story they did the same thing snuck into a film and then it was oversold and they made everybody. They went through everybody one by one. <laughs> I got them to show their tickets and they were caught. Oh, God. I mean, I'd just be doing the whole, Oh, I thought I had, oh, I thought I had my ticket on me and uh, oh, I can't find it. <laughs> but, but seriously, I reckon surely more than two people would have mislaid their tickets. Do some people not just throw away their tickets? I don't know. Um, that's, that would be my strategy. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I came in and uh, I can't find my ticket. Um, I tried that in Budapest once. Got a fine. Went on the subway or something without their ticket. I wasn't... I, I think I was just lazy. It was like they don't really check. Or maybe it was criminal intent. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, not me. Guy, another James... He got caught and checked and fined. It was a shocking moment in his life. And uh, he hopes that he can... Oh, bikes, get a bell! Ding, ding! Bloody bikes. They're saying the same thing, these bloody bikes. Why are they on this road? So, anyway. Johnny and James got away with it. I suspect that... that James never did that again, but Johnny probably... Oh, they're speaking English here. English alert, English alert. Let's see. What th- I can't hear. Come on. Okay. I can't. F- no. I can't follow. Okay. I'm far more interesting, people. So, um, thought I'd get more out of that story. Even with the ad breaks, it sort of ran out of steam. But the fighter, I think James said to Johnny then that he thought that Johnny enjoyed the fighter. But then James said, oh, no, it's kind of, um," he felt it was a little demeaning, snarky look at working class people. I'd have to look at it again to see. That was a Christian Bale. Hasn't got a lot of great press over the years in terms of temper tantrums and the like. No more than our Scientologist. My Scientologist colleague, Tom Cruise. Oops. My co-Scientologist, uh, Thetan, Upper Thetan, whatever. Nah. They wouldn't have me. They wouldn't let me in. I'm too crazy. But, uh, local. Too loco. I, uh... Um where was I Tom Cruise how did I get onto that (coughs) so oh yeah I'd have to look back at that film to decide but certainly the wrestler was not demeaning to the people it portrayed at all and I do think the fact that it took that New Testament Christian mythology slash story whatever you want to call it history some people call it a bit of a stretch maybe it um, was beautiful, um, even though Aronofsky yeah, it comes from the Jewish world, Old Testament world. But uh, of course, he did Mother, oh that was strange, I found that hard going, I know some people hate it, I don't hate it. Some people love it, I don't love it, I might need to see it again. I love Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky, I love Jennifer Lawrence, fact. You've heard it here first, I'm putting on the record. I would marry either of them, or both of them simultaneously, in a heartbeat. Okay? Just throwing that out to the universe. And now I'll let go of that desire. So, how are we do time-wise here? I'm sure you're all wondering the same thing. 16 minutes left. A bit less, because he's gonna have the maps at the end, and I I won't talk for those bits, because this one is going over an hour, so don't worry. And I'm at, let's go up to 4.5, 6, why not? So, now, glow, I'm going to save for tomorrow, sorry. Folks, this is a two-part, this is a to-be-continued episode. Do you hate or like when they do that TV shows where one episode is a kind of two-parter. I think when I was a kid, I used to like that because it was kind of, oh great, there's more. It's like a long book. You don't want to come to the end. So, uh, good books I read recently. Haven't been, I've been doing audiobooks which some people think is cheating. I'm cool with that. You can think what you like. Um, but I've been listening to Rebecca and bits and pieces, Daphne De Maurier, and it's great. But I just got developed a CNN addiction over the last few years. And I'm still, especially the last year or so, just listening to it at night as I fall asleep, which uh, I have to stop doing because it's just, uh, it's addictive and I'm tired of it. It's also not as interesting since Trump left. Uh, they know that too. Thank God he's gone now. Well, in my opinion. Um, my opinion, that's... You can think what you like. It is a democracy. Of sorts. Okay. Um, Not saying the new guy's perfect either. Look at me. See, when I get stuck, I start talking politics. I'm like, nope. Not going there, my friend. Not going there. Could get a lot of hate lessons with that, though. Mm, have to consider that. As you know, I'm all for the hate lessons. Um, 4.6, 4.5. The rest oh, low. To be discussed tomorrow. It's really, it's good and entertaining, but also with some depth to it. Never knew Mark Maron could act until that. If I'm honest. I mean, I think his range as an actor would be more limited than Meryl Streep, for instance. <laughs> what an unfair comparison, you know? I mean, like if you were, you know, I've, I had a dream. I was acting the other day in a comedy, I think, and I was doing this kind of goofy character. And I was in my head, I was going, yeah, I'm really good. and They really like me. And I was kind of like, see, I told you, I told you so. I haven't even really tried to be an actor, but I feel like I can't believe I haven't been discovered that somebody hasn't just said, Hey, you, I like the cut of you, Jib. Want to put you in my movie? You know? Oh, well, it, actually, sorry, that did happen on the Concord movie. Sir, he's here. Those were my lines for Talent Scouts. Sir, he's here. Sir, he's here. I did. Gave them three takes with certain variations, because I'm a professional. And uh, they had a hard time choosing which one to use. They were all so good. But they went with take one, I believe, in the end. I kind of knew I nailed it in one. And then I said, well, sometimes directors just said, well, give me some variations just for something to do. But yeah, they went to take one. Right choice, guys. And uh, the movie was a big success because of that. So we're arriving somewhere here. Oh, is this Los Arcos? I think it is. Oh, and next day is all about Julia from Roma. The big love story. (laughs) Not. So he's talking about sleep. BK wants to sleep, I think. Is that a... what's your plan okay sleep mm-hmm. oh where are you going to sleep oh i was gonna i was gonna say something rude there no no no, 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 no. something pretending he was chatting her up not gonna do that that's silly he's staying beside her is that what he said i los arcus i stayed I was walking here with Mark from New Zealand for the chunk of this day. I think we ended up in different places. And the next day, folks, Julia from Roma. And then I'll talk a bit about uh, Glow, the Netflix show, Glow. Even though I spend a lot of time bitching about Netflix. I'm not saying they don't have good stuff, I'm just saying, ah, this streaming thing. This whole thing, entertain me until I die. I'm like, come on, guys. As I said, I always get the Beckett quote in here. It passes the time, it would have passed anyway from Waiting For God, oh, that's where I'm at. It would have passed anyway, so. I'd rather be riddled with existential angst than entertained to death, okay? You can quote me on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you can. Okay. So we're walking through Los Arcos. Got ten minutes to go. I could even stop now. But I won't. I'll stop when the maps come up, though. So. Walking through Los Arcos. It's quiet. It's sunny. It's a nice little town. Um... Yeah, I think Mark stayed in a different hostel to me. Then the next day I met him again on the way to Nathara after meeting Julia from Roma. So, oh, it's nice, it's so quiet though. There's so many quiet towns, so quiet, like ghost towns. But no, Los Arcos in the centre was defi- no, it was quite busy. I remember arriving somewhere with this the couple from Denmark, wasn't Or Holland? No, Denmark. Yeah. What were their names? One of them, a female partner, she loved um, cats. I remember telling her about my cat Billy who died trapped in the storeroom, and I remember she just instantly, like tears have sprung into her eyes, just like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. I felt bad, but I also think there's something beautiful about people who can express that kind of emotion or feel that emotion. I think in life, and you know men aren't encouraged to do it, but I think it's good to be able to feel at that level. But also to be able to be strong, to feel when appropriate, and to be strong when necessary. Hey, that's that's a winning quote. Oh, the car pulling up here. Hold on, my phone's deeping away here. Okay. Um. To be strong. Oh my God, I gotta I gotta copyright that one. To be strong when. To feel and uh, to be frail, maybe no. To feel when uh, when appropriate, to be strong when necessary. Now, I'm taking that one. That's mine. Okay. Go make up your own philosophical quotes. That's copyright James Finland, 2021. Okay. Non-negotiable. Well, of course it's, you can you can buy it off me. We can discuss that um, via my agent, so, let's see, gonna finish up any second now, ah, seven minutes, hmm, yeah, I do remember arriving here and having a cold beer, ice cold, with the couple from Denmark. And, uh, what were their names? Was it? No, I, I, I'll look it up for tomorrow. I probably won't, but I, but I might. I might look it up for tomorrow. That's as good as you're getting from me. I'm coming up to 5.2 kilometres, end of a lap here on my treadmill. So, and... Really want to wrap this up. I got to shower and work. And it's getting close to work time. So. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Theme tune for Channel Four News. Copyright Channel Four. Who also, have a sort of tune for their logo that's you know the Channel 4 logo, it's just four notes. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Is that could you copyright that? Could you? I, I, I doubt it. And Men at Work, remember that song Land Down Under? They got sued years later and lost the case because the jingle, you know, the kind of was it played on panpipes or something? I'm not doing it justice. That was stolen from somebody else, apparently. That's what the judge ruled. Oh, I loved that song back in the day. That was the days we had songs like "Land Down Under" and "Girls Just Wanna Have Fun." Ah, God be with the days. And adamant. Stand and deliver your money or your life. He also had Prince Charming, Prince Charming, Prince Charming, nothing to be scared of. Don't you ever, don't you ever, something like that. Okay, and we're still, there's a dissolve here. BK, I think, is looking for where he's staying. Coming in, oh, arch, arch alert, arch alert. There is an archway approaching us. Repeat, we are coming to an archway. In the old ruins of the city, I think, city walls or something. And we are about to enter the archway. Repeat, about to enter. We're, we are going through the archway. We're now out at... Road, a zebra crossing. I think the hostel I stayed in was just up here. I think there's a big hostel coming up to the right. And I think it was full. I ended up staying in the next one. I think Mark was in the big one. Could be wrong. Um, I could be right. I could be wrong, I could be right. I could be black, I could be white. Name the song. Group, Public Image Limited, Pill. Uh, was it called May the Road Rise With You? That was the chorus, anyway. May the road rise with you. May the road rise with you. Of course, John Lydon has Irish roots, and that is an Irish saying. I dare say that it was a reference to his Irish upbringing. Well, not upbringing, his Irish roots. I can't really listen to John Lydon in interviews. I nothing against him but I just he just has an angry voice on all the time does he really does he speak like that to everyone does he have like a wife and kids I mean he couldn't speak like that to them he couldn't listen to that all the time I'm not oh here's the bells for whom the bells toll okay uh, where is BK going now? I have not a clue John Lydon does he really talk like that all the time he's also saying oh i'm a working man so i'm for brexit come on you're a rich man you're a punk who does uh, a former punk who does utterly butterly ads or whatever and i'm a celebrity get me out of here i'm not going to call you a sellout because it could come back to haunt me when i'm on i'm a celebrity i'm a podcast celebrity I'd be on, what I want, I'd be on. I'm not a celebrity, get me in there. That's uh, my kind of show. If anyone has such a show, I'm uh, I'm willing for it. I don't think I could do, I mean, I've barely watched I'm a celebrity. I, I did look at a little bit of it. It was like, really? I couldn't do that. Ugh. I'd just be such a chicken. I'd be out in no time. Also, yeah, I just don't have that always on personality type things. I just end up being really kinda sulky and not so I'd come across as sulky, but I'd just be just shy. Okay, we're he's looking for his hostel. And I'm coming up to eighty minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna stop any second now. He's at the hostel looking at people's legs and here we are we're on the maps okay i'm waiting till i go to 80 minutes on my treadmill which is any second now and then i'm out of here okay Let's see my display oh no 80 minutes yeah i'm nearly at five oh i hit 5.6 kilometers and now I've got 32 seconds ago okay 31 32 okay 28 seconds and then i am so out of here i am so out of here It's my attempt at a South Dublin accent. Talent Scouts, take note. I'm still out of here. So here we go. Uh, um, Eight seconds. 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59. 80 minutes, woo! Um, God bless, buen camino, and see you soon and tomorrow glow and julia from rome